you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Wake up, world. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We are live in New York City. It is Wednesday, November 17th. My name is Kay Adams. Kyle Brandt is here, a former Seattle Seahawks, Texas Longhorn, and Green Beret in the U.S. Army. Nate Boyer is with us for all week. Hey, Kay. Hi. Good to see you. You too. As always. And Peter Schrager, why am I staring at a tie and a suit back in the, at the back of the studio here? We might be doing a costume change, but Kay, welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back. Cheers. Happy to be here. Happy to see your faces this time. For the lead block! Let's go, lead block! Week 11, I can't believe that. We are kicking it off with a primetime clash on Thursday night football. Mac Jones making his TNF debut as the Patriots look to keep pace in the AFC playoff race. And we said it a couple weeks ago, Shags, here they come. They come. And here they are. Matt Ryan and the Falcons, they want to protect their home turf, though. It's Patriots, Falcons, 28-3. No way. Tomorrow, 8 p.m. on NFL Network on Fox and streaming on Prime Video. Our very own Mike Giardi has the latest on the matchup. You may yourself the celebration of Jacoby Myers' first ever touchdown from the Patriots was just a run-of-the-mill thing. Hey guys, we're happy for a teammate to finally get in the end zone after 134 catches without. But there's something more brewing here. I think it's a belief that this team has in each other and a brotherhood that's been formed. As Matthew Judon has told us numerous times here during the course of the last three or four months, we know what we have in the room and we believe in each other. And they're all seemingly pulling in the same direction, even when... There were moments at 2-4 and four where it could have gone sideways. And now in this winning streak at 4-0, the energy has been brought up. The level of attention has been brought up. And now this team is thinking in grander terms. Yeah, they'll never get past the one week at a time, one day at a time thing. But I think they're starting to understand that maybe there's more here than meets the eye with the New England Patriots and that rookie quarterback in Mac Jones, okay? Thank you so much, Giardi. Let's take a look at the AFC playoff picture. The Patriots climbed into the sixth seed. Look out after starting the season. One and three. Mac Jones coming off his best performance of the year of his career in the NFL as a young one. Now they're looking to make it five games straight with W's. They got the Falcons on Thursday Night Football, which, of course, you can see 
right here on NFL Network. Is it too soon for this? Here come the Patriots. Here are the Patriots top. Yeah, here, here. They can. Like, they're here. <laughs> They've come barging in they like the Kool-Aid man right into the playoff oh, yeah. picture. And um, I read an incredible statistic earlier this morning that back when they lost to the Cowboys in that great game in overtime and the Cowboys break their hearts and they fell to 2-4, and four, I think they had a 20% chance of making the playoffs. Right now they have an 88% chance of making the playoffs. And if, uh, if I'm looking at this team, the way they're playing, they're doing something that I think no other team in the league is doing. They're getting better every week. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what the ceiling is. A lot of these other teams have their drop downs. They go up and down. Mm. I look at this game, and Mike G already mentioned it in – in his hit here. They're down 7 nothing. Then they go on this nine-minute drive, score, and uh -huh. then it's just an onslaught. It's defense. It's obviously the pick six by Duggar. But then Jacoby Myers finally gets a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And he's been on this team for three years. And he's heard the he's not good enough for Tom Brady. He's not a true number one. Mm -hmm. He's a converted quarterback. He has this gutty, gritty play. And the reaction from this Patriots team, which is a lot of guys who were signed in the offseason with rolled eyes, the Nelson Aguilar types, mm -hmm. Hunter Henrys, the Kendrick Bournes. Why are they celebrating as if... Because that was his first touchdown as a Patriot. Mm -hmm. And they know what he's been through. And they wanted that for him. And look at that entire that. team. That right there is not being shown in other NFL huddles. That right there is not being shown in NFL buildings. So, yes, here come the Patriots. They've won four straight games. But you put this one on Thursday, it's five straight. And then you got the Bills twice still. I know. Forget just making the playoffs 88%. The Patriots could be not only the AFC East champions if they sweep the Bills. This could be our number one seed in the mm -hmm. AFC. Like, mm -hmm. it's completely possible this could be our number one seed in the AFC. Mm. And then the playoffs are going through Foxborough. And the, mm. what are we doing? What, the NFL had one year of not having the that Patriots. That was it. A little break. And they didn't take advantage. Here they are. <laughs> what do you think, Nate? It, uh, it's, it's wild. I, mean, I, I love that play as well with Jacoby and how that team rallied around because the game was over. I mean, it wasn't close at that point. And it, was a, it wasn't even like really a gimme touchdown. I mean, they, they threw it to him in the flats there. You know they were trying to get him. Sure. Of course. Mm -hmm. But he had to break a tackle and like earn mm -hmm. his way in. And the dive, you know, not necessarily a necessary dive, but... You know, just getting across that goal line for the first time in Hell three yeah. years after 1,500 yards and then the rally around them. And then everyone's talking about Mac Jones, rightly so, but, like, the defense. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, the defense is, is, has been awesome. And, you know, I went to college at, at a, a University of Texas. We are struggling right now. We need some defense. We Kansas need someone Jayhawks like, uh, are a tough team, though, right? Yeah, I mean, oh stop it. Struggling right now. It's <laughs> Yeah, currently. It's been a while. But when I was there, we didn't win any championships. But we had a really strong defense, and we had a DB named Adrian Phillips, sure. who is now a patron, okay. and he's playing his butt off. Week 8 against uh, the Chargers, his old team, he has uh, this, this pick six, and they're down. It's the fourth quarter. Huge play. Since then, they haven't lost, by the way. Mm -hmm. And Adrian, you know, this guy was undrafted, practice squad guy first of the Chargers, made his way up, eventually earned a starting spot, moved to the Patriots 2020. And he's just blossoming and kind of leading that team. And you look at that team, you can't really name a lot of those guys. I mean, unless you're a hardcore Patriots sure. fan and you know these people, like you mentioned, a lot of new acquisitions and all that. But, man, have they just, like, come together, figured it out. Obviously, like, like you mentioned, Mac is, is, is playing incredible. But I love seeing AP. I mean, this guy came to me at Texas his junior year because he wasn't starting. was was kind of like, what do you think, man? Like, is this kind of almost as this football thing for me? Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. The next he level, and I'm like, dude, yeah. you are so talented. Everyone looks up to you. You're a leader. Just keep doing your thing. 
ended up getting that uh, starting nickel job. The rest is history. I love so. that. Such a cool story. Yeah. And Belichick yeah. tossed him the game ball after that and said, this one's for AP. Like, he loves him, too. There's a lot of good cheer going on for this team that supposedly doesn't have any fun and is all grumpy. No, the defense is awesome, and we love it, and Belichick built the defense. To me, this is about Mac. This is about this quarterback, and there's a bunch of metrics that we can hype him with and stats and everything, but there's one that's very important, is that other players around the league are starting to take notice of him, including players who have never played him, aren't going to play him, didn't go to the same college, like Tyron Matthew, who has seen every single quarterback there out there, and he just starts tweeting about Mac Jones. Mac Jones wasn't trendy enough for y'all at first. Now how? Now y'all love him. Y'all funny day in, day out. You should be on comedy. It's Tyron for some reason. And then Orlovsky gets involved, and, he rep and Tyron replies, he don't throw a sidearm or run fast, so people knock them. Dude can just play quarterback, period. Which is interesting, because the sidearm guy is Tyron's quarterback, so he was just on a rant. Again, He's not playing him. He hasn't played him. This is not an LSU guy. He's just as watching football and likes Mac Jones. And I like that there's a place in this league where everybody does want Kyler, and he's the SI cover boy, but you can just sit back there and throw if you're good enough at it. So we're all agreeing it's not too late to talk about them like this? Is it too soon? soon I think too it's soon. too late, yes. Hey, I can't yeah, believe he's the yes. fifth quarterback taken. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Isn't that crazy? I mean, it seems I can. like, it it seems like the little, number one pick. It sounds a little similar to another quarterback who was taken really late and yeah. got a chance at the Patriots, and the numbers are eerily similar. Why can't they win the Super Bowl? Why not? They're in yeah. the mix. They're Absolutely in contention. Not. It is time for Which Guy Wednesday to find a uh, tune up your fantasy lineups for week 11. Are you a fantasy football guy, Nate? I am. You are. Oh, yeah. I've got a vested interest in all your answers here. Okay, I can't wait to hear them. Yeah. Are your fingers clean from all the beef jerky you're eating uh, over there, kid? I've been licking them clean when the camera's on. <laughs> gross. All right. People write yeah. in it and we help gross. them as a family. What do you got? Uh, Drew and Dan show, they tweet in and write, Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers? Justin Jefferson is my wide receiver one. Mm -hmm. I don't get that part of it. The stacking. He wants to double down. Kind of? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Sort of, sure. but I think the first one is just like the age-old question. Cousins or Rodgers, where do you I, go? I will say I think it's closer than people realize. You want to say slam dunk Rodgers? Cousins has outscored sure. Aaron Rodgers in fantasy points so far this season. Uh, but I'm not going to not play Rodgers, especially not in this one. Not because he's a steadier hand. Cousins, you know, um, Cousins has been boomer bust. Here's why I won't play Cousins is because I believe in the Packers' defense. If you look at what they've done, they've been low-key stifling. They held Mahomes and Russell Wilson to under 170 yards back-to-back -back weeks. They've given up, guys, this is crazy, just three touchdowns in their last, passing touchdowns in their last five games overall. So I don't like Cousins up against the defense, but they're a lot closer than you think maybe even down the stretch for your fantasy playoffs, Scott. Couldn't agree more. Rodgers gets all the headlines. The Packers' D over the past couple weeks has been awesome, and like right. they're coming of age. Next, we got an interesting one. I like this one. This is a tweet from Risa. So the matchup they, they're talking about is I have Dak or Cam, which I don't know, I don't know about that one, but I'm also a Chiefs fan that finds it hard to root against my team, so Riso might be loath to start Dak mm. against their team. Yeah, but Kyle, what if I could have my cake and then I can eat it too? Are you going to go Cam to start? No, I'm saying like, what, what if, you're, if you're him and you're like, yes. I don't want to play Dak, like why can't you root for Dak to go off, but for Mahomes to also go off and beat them? Can't they have both? Yes. So what's your take on this from that perspective of not I think, it's a ridiculous take by the sweeter? But I, I love the conversation you're bringing up. Yeah. So it's look, do you want to win your league? <laughs> then you got you, you're not gonna make any plays for your team, but you can make the fantasy plays. And it's always like, I hope that my team wins 47 to 42. Yeah. So but then it's like so hope then the that. Chiefs defense gets destroyed again, and that might be tough for them. I will say this: you have to play Dak. You yeah. hopefully have the best of both worlds. I will say, <laughs> and I want your thoughts on this, guys. Cam, because I haven't heard your thoughts yet. It's intriguing. Scoop him up if he's that Safford on a bye this week. I, okay, I'm not mad at, at picking him up. Uh -huh. um, I want to see how he gets 
acclimated into this offense, but he clearly came out and brought this to the table and brought energy. So uh, the ceiling we know can be pretty high. He showed us a small sample size on Sunday. Shregs, are you scooping up Cam Newton? It would be some story if you won your fantasy football league with Cam Newton as your quarterback, <laughs> right? Like, what year is this? He used to be the number one pick for like five years straight. So I would scoop him up, have him there stashed as your reserve. But I would say if you got Dak Prescott, yeah. you starting Dak. I'd yep. say Dak, then Cam. But if you have Stafford and Abaya, there's, there's worse you can do than picking up Cam and playing him this next week. Play Dak. <laughs> no, but I'm okay. Even if, you're t if, like, if your team sucks and you're like two and nine or whatever, yeah, like take a ride on the Cam Express. Why not? I think he has a high ceiling. I, I said that and I kind of felt like. No, listen, I'm with you. Question mark. Like, does he still have a high ceiling? His first two plays as a Panther were both touchdowns. Yeah. Like, he, they will do all kinds of goal line stuff with him. There's something. Whatever good. crappy player you're starting. And this week, <laughs> what is it, Washington? Yeah, yeah against Ron oh, Rivera. Rivera, the yeah. storyline, yeah. the yeah. plot thickens. I love it. Yeah, I'd want to play him. I'm starting him right all now. Right. I'm moving him line up. Last we have a tweet from Justin. Asking, okay. and I have a super vested interest in this because oh. I have both these gentlemen on my Which fantasy you team. You have Hunter, Hunter Renfro. Renfro. Did you pick him up because I told or you? Or Michael say. Pittman Jr. Yes, of course <laughs> I picked him up because you told <laughs> me to. Okay, Hunter Renfro's been, he was on my waiver wire list. He's been good the past three weeks or so. He has two touchdowns. He's averaging about 50 yards a game. So he's like that steady hand. But Michael Pittman Jr. is in the midst of some sort of breakout situation. Yeah. I love it. He's been the third highest scoring fantasy wide receiver over the last month, averaging 81.5 yards and a touchdown per game. So uh, I think the matchup is the worst thing on in the world. Like that Bills secondary is mwah, chef's kiss. So tough, so t stifling. But he did put up, we look back, he put up 100 yards on them in the playoff game last year. So I think I would still ride the hot hand in Michael Pittman Jr. at Bills, even though it's a tough matchup. KB? I don't think you bench Pittman. I don't care who they're playing. That playoff game last year, they stuffed Taylor, yep. and Rivers to Pittman was a thing. I think the Bills are going to sell out to stop Taylor. I would start Pittman even against that secondary. Pittman or Renfro? Yeah, I'm going Pittman, too. I feel like the Colts are ascending in the Raiders after last week. I can't just say, hey, Renfro's mm. I, did, I think Pittman's really So you got three for Pittman in the brain trust. What do you got? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to listen to you guys. You guys are the experts. I'm just here. Smart. Yeah, I have these guys, so I don't want to make a pick. I want you to pick for me, and then I can blame you if it doesn't work Perfect. out. Perfect. You, so you like just eat your jerky over there. I'm there playing some... Pittman, and it better work. <laughs> okay, great. The Chiefs are coming off a statement win in Vegas. Are they hashtag back? We're going to look at the playoff picture in that AFC. It's getting wild. Plus, Brian Baumgartner joining us for football. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. 
the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, football! Mac Jones looks good, making his debut tomorrow on Thursday Night Football for the Patriots. Up against the Falcons, Thursday Night Action, 8 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network on Fox and streaming on Prime Video. Where's that game, Peter? That game right there is in the dirty Atlanta, oh. the dirty a, Atlanta, dirty. It's a really big game, yeah. actually. Mac Jones played really I well on the road. It. Yes, he does. Stay hot Thursday it's night football. Huge, it's a huge game. The yeah. Falcons for the Falcons. We're yeah. not really talking about them. That's a huge game for the Falcons. We'll get into it. We've got two more days with you, Nate Boyer, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt. My name is Kay Adams. Yeah, big time matchup on Sunday. Two first place teams, Cowboys Chiefs at Arrowhead. We're already excited about this one, and so is Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Take it away. It's got all of the matchups of going in the lines, Dan. They have great atmosphere. Uh, all of that is there, and they've got a outstanding team. Uh, we go up there and could come out of there with a win. It would be a hallmark win for us this year. It sure would. The Cowboys bounced back from their loss to the Broncos with a 40-point blowout win against the Falcons in Week 10. The Chiefs had a resurgence Sunday as well. One, two, three, four, five touchdown passes for one Patrick Mahomes. Maybe more importantly, zero, zero interceptions. They look like the Kansas City team that torched defenses all the way to the Super Bowl win a couple of years ago. So, simple question, Kyle. Are the Chiefs back? Hell no. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Listen, we asked all these questions. You know, is Tiger back? Is Miami football back? Are the Longhorns back? The answer is usually no. Okay. Here's the thing. The Chiefs have a really bad hangover. When one has a hangover, as in football, there comes these uh, quick little brief respites from the, from the hangover where you're like, I think I feel fine now. I think it's gone. That's nonsense. That's hangover fool's gold. Hangovers come in waves, my friends, as will they for the Chiefs. That nice little outing you had against the Raiders, we threw five times. That was great. That was awesome. But in saying they're back, we're disrespecting where the Chiefs were. The heights to get back to being the actual Chiefs experience. I was trying to think, like, what was the apex of the Mahomes extravaganza? I think it was last year after they won the Super Bowl, and I think it was against the Bucs. This was a game in which Mahomes had, like, 200 yards in the first quarter, and Tyreek is back flipping into the end zone. And, like, this was, oh, my God, well, Mahomes is taking over the sport. Tyreek is the greatest weapon of all time. When they do this, and not against the Raiders, against the world champions to be, this is when they will be back. I mean, it's like we got a nice little like uh, cameo last week, but I'm looking at all the games before it. I cannot say one week to next on the bandwagon, off the bandwagon. No, this was the craziest hype the Chiefs have ever been. When they get back to here and they do it against a quality opponent, let alone on the road, then we can have the back talk. But no, not yet. I can't do it. Nate, am I wrong? You are wrong. Oh, how dare you? They're back. <laughs> Thank you, Cam. Cam They're back. <laughs> I think they're back. And I think, uh, you know, you look at Mahomes, you look at weeks one through eight, 12 turnovers, that's not good. Mm -hmm. That's not Patrick Mahomes. Last two weeks, no turnovers. This week also, 
Uh, 50 passes thrown, 35 completions, 70% completion rating. I think it was the second time in his career he's thrown 50 passes with no picks. Impressive. It's impressive, and I know it's this is one game. This is, but it's it's not isolated. I don't think. I mean, they've had flashes of it. They just they weren't playing D earlier in the year and kind of losing those games. And then yes, they struggled offensively for what three straight maybe. But they're they're back. Mm. They are back. They're they never really left. They just kind of well, they left. They Nate. Were. No, they didn't. But the talent didn't leave. Is what you, I feel like what you're. Like. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the sure. talent didn't leave. You know what? It, it's it's a it's a favorable schedule to moving, mm. moving forward. I mean, even if they lose this game okay. against the Cowboys, Cowboys are a great team. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be a shootout. Tough one to pick, huh? And they got a they got a bye week. Mm. They can win out after mm. that. So mm. I I don't see them finishing worse than ten and six. Mm. You don't think they need to beat Dallas to show us that they're back? If they lose this one, Dallas is a really good team. If That's it's not a good I'm loss, I don't think you do. If it's a good loss, I don't think so. Especially a good loss. Mm-hmm. A good loss. Mm-hmm. Yes, not a 43 to three loss mm-hmm. like the Falcons faced mm-hmm. last week. You know, but a good mm-hmm. solid loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still think. Okay. I still think. Still, still think it means that they are back, and we're still technically in the mid-season, not the end of the season. They'll streak at the right time. They're, 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 they've got a flow now that they didn't have before. Okay. And that, that matters, you know? And then leading into the playoffs, as long as at that time you're on all cylinders, you look like you did last week against the Raiders, which we now know is there, you're in a good spot. So mm. I think they're back. They're back. What do you think, uh, I hope Sailor? That's fun. The Sailor. The reason Case called me Sailor is yesterday I compared the Chiefs with me and that famous iconic World War II uh, sailor coming back in Times Square. Controversial and photo. And dipping the lady and giving her kids a controversial photo because we weren't sure of this backstory of the sailor and this. <laughs> I don't know she wanted to be dipped. This unassuming lady. Uh, yep. that was That's me and the Chiefs. That like, I'm back, I'm coming back, they're back and I'm waiting for them and please give me a dip because I'm all in and I love what I saw. <laughs> are you cool with this? Consent. I, are we cool to consent? Yes, because I am ready to get in Chiefs. Let's do it. And I look at the defense because their defense was atrocious to first five mm-hmm. games. They were giving up 32.6 points per game. That's 33 games. You're not going to win any games. They went two and three in those games. But in these last three games, they're averaging 12.7 points per game against. Their offense was really bad against the Giants. It was really out of sorts against the Packers. The defense kept them in this season. They lost those two games. Season's over. We're not talking about the Chiefs again until next year. The defense won the Giants game. The defense won the Packers game. And in this case, it's like the offense was unbelievable on, and finally, it took the Raiders game where they scored 41 points. Like, oh, it's November. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like, like November in the first half. It took them all this time, but here they are. Mm-hmm. They're back. Mm-hmm. They finally got that taste of what it was like to be the Chiefs. Even that week one win against Cleveland, it wasn't them. They were losing that game by nine points. It didn't feel like the Chiefs. This was the first time all season I felt like it was the Chiefs of old. And Kyle, that era of have fun, do what we do, and then our defense will make opportunistic plays. There's been a lot of reasons for that defense that's right. gotten better. Melvin Ingram's been great. It looks like uh, we're getting a lot from Juan Thornhill and the position that they took out Sorensen. I love the fact that it was a complete game and there weren't some boneheaded mistakes. So mm-hmm. I feel like the Chiefs are back. I think they could beat the Cowboys, but I've learned my lesson from picking against the Cowboys from last week. Mm. They won by 40 after I said that. I'm somewhere in between you two. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, w- I would like to see it extend beyond one game. Positive signs against the Raiders, of course, but this is what happened with the Eagles game, right? Eagles win. They fell into bad habits again against the Bills. And then what happened? We wanted to say it when they beat up on Washington. And then what happened? They went up and put three points against Tennessee. So I'd like to see them put up a good loss to the Cowboys. <laughs> 
Cowboys as well or something, a good effort. Yeah. Make it what happened and what worked right against the Raiders, that old feeling that you're talking mm -hmm. about them being back. Extend it beyond one game, and I think you feel the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ian Rappaport joining us right now. Hey, what's going on, Ian? Steelers, Chargers, week 11. Will Pittsburgh have Big Ben back on the other side of the field? What is the latest with Joey Bosa? We'll start with Big Ben, of course. His status really came to light last Saturday night, pretty late, when we learned that the Steelers were placing him in the COVID-19 reserve list after he tested positive following self-reporting symptoms. So, of course, he did not play in that tie last Sunday, and now his status is up in the air for this Sunday. The way the Steelers are going to go about this case, they're going to prepare Mason Rudolph, their longtime backup, to start. Somewhat similar skill set to Ben Roethlisberger, so it's not like they would need to change the game plan that much, but of course, Rudolph is going to get all of the reps this week, prepare as if he is the starter. They will, in the words of Mike Tomlin, leave the light on for Roethlisberger, so if he is able to clear the COVID list to take two negative tests within 24 hours of each other and end up able to be eligible to play, then he will play, uh, but of course, certainly in flux there. Meanwhile, somewhat similar situation for the Los Angeles Chargers. They had two of their defensive studs end up on the COVID-19 list yesterday. Joey Bosa and Jeffrey Tillery. Now, from what I understand, both of these guys do have a chance to play on Sunday. Tillery, I believe, is a positive test, which would mean Bosa is a high-risk close contact because he is unvaccinated. If that is the case, that means Tillery could test out and end up being eligible, and that means five days could be up for Bosa, assuming he doesn't test positive, which means he also could play on Sunday, but it could be a situation where we may not find out the status of both these players until actually on Sunday. And that's why we have you, Ian, leading the way until that game action, of course, kicking off Thursday night between Mac Jones and Matt Ryan. Uh, week 11, we are going to have our first in show at table guest. We've had guest hosts filling in for The Departed Nate, of course, uh, and it's been a lot of fun, but Brian Bumgarner, he's an actor, he's a Packers super fan. You might know him as Kevin from The Office. He scoops the chili off the floor, Shrakes, <laughs> yes. after he makes it and brings it in. We're just watching the clip in the commercial break. He will be at the breakfast table in a few minutes. Are you excited? Hell yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's take a look at the playoff picture in the NFC. Yeah! After week 10, the Packers sit in the one seed after the win over the Seahawks, a lot of these top teams in the conference are coming off of losses. The Panthers, they took care of business against the Cardinals, upset City Brady and the Bucks. What? They took an L to Washington. That was wild. And on Monday night, the Rams got it handed to them by the Niners. Not so wild. Shanahan seems to do that to McVay. Well, Aaron Rodgers, he was on the Pat McAfee show, as he always is. He was there yesterday on a Tuesday in a much less... Um, Feist, mm, controversial, so it's in the prompter. I don't know if it's controversial, whatever. In this interview, he spoke about why he thinks we're seeing some of these shocking results week to week. Anybody can beat anybody, truly, and, and I think the league is, is very wide open. Some teams match up better against other teams, I think, just based on pure schematics. You know, there's always things that can crop up, complacency or maybe a, a lack of focus, or maybe team just gets hot in a day and a quarterback gets hot or a defense gets hot and schematically things match up and, and you're able to stop somebody, and that's, that's kind of league we're in. Okay, Aaron, well, if anybody can beat anybody, let's play a game and stick with those number one seeded Packers. They take on their division rival, the Vikings. He's had a lot of success against them through the years. Complete this sentence, guys. If anybody can beat anybody, mm -hmm. Green Bay should be worried about the Vikings because why? Well, Benetta said yesterday they could be 9-0, and, uh -huh. and she's not wrong. I uh -huh. mean, the schedule is tough, and every game, I mean, they're losing by one score. 
if they're losing at all. And Kirk Cousins, he's this guy that just kind of keeps hanging around. You just, mm -hmm. you just roll your eyes a little bit? No, I'm rolling my eyes at Cousins because you're right. Oh. And we've talked about this guy for years. I, what do you think? No, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's just he does everything except result-wise. Sure. You know, he does everything stat-wise <laughs> that all these other guys are doing and better. And he looks apart. Was he a third-round pick? I know he's out of Michigan State. But mm -hmm. like, like a later pick. Fourth round. Fourth round. And wasn't supposed to be the guy. It was going to be maybe a, they saw him as a career backup. I it's guess just the results that are the problem. Yeah, well, it's just the, the W's. I mean, he has statistic results. I mean, look. Look at this season mm -hmm. as compared to Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. I mean, in every category that we're seeing there. Your argument is made present. a lot easier without that top column, right? Yeah. yeah, that's right. You want to take that top column away. Right. But we'll work on that this weekend. Spill some chili on that. <laughs> yeah. Right I mean, they, they, can, they, 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 yeah, they can win the last eight, right? Uh -huh. It's possible. Honestly. I mean, Good. Nate, that was a weak job of, of defending the, the Vikings. What, come on. Was do, it? do you think they can beat the Packers? Yes, absolutely. I think why? Because why? Because yeah. they're at home, because they've, they, they've been so close every week and just mm -hmm. haven't gotten over that hump. And they did last week, finally. They mm -hmm. got over that hump. They won a close game, and now On the they're, road, they're, another yeah, they're rolling. And mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know, it's, it's so, so open down. Aaron Rodgers just said it. He just said any team can Yeah, they should be week. afraid of the Vikings because Rodgers is right. There's no great teams himself. in the league this year. There aren't. I, I don't, like I, dominant, no dominant teams. Mm. I don't know. There's no great teams. The Rams aren't, really? the Bucks aren't, the AFC's not. Maybe it's the wow. Packers. Like, we, we saw the Titans lose to the Jets. We saw the Bills lose to the Jaguars. But here's the reason I think he's right. I follow this Instagram account called WTF Stats. It cracks me up. They got the weirdest stuff. Like, they'll be like, there is currently no one named Paul on an NFL roster. <laughs> and I just like that. But this one was great. There's 32 teams. There is one team in the NFL that has been up seven-plus points in every single game this year, and it's the four and five Vikings. They've been up in every game by at least a touchdown, and that brings us to the concept, I think you're talking about, Nate and Kay, you know well, of fake bad. Fake bad is a concept of there are legitimately bad teams. They don't have the horses, they don't have the coaches, mm -hmm. and then there are some that's just like the record is not good, but they're actually their team is, and I think the Vikings are the classic fake bad of all the weird stuff that's happened to them. And the other reason that the Rodgers should be afraid of them is like, they housed the Packers last yes, year in Lambeau. And I mean, like, this was MVP Rodgers doing his thing. And he put up big numbers. And Dalvin Cook went absolutely ballistic last year in Lambeau. I mean, all your misgivings you might have about the Packers' defense being soft or maybe they're, they're fake good, Dalvin Cook's going to have a big workload. And so is Madison. I believe me, the Vikings will go through them. Pat Rodgers should be worried. Yeah, and it's, a, and it's, it's huge to get over a hump and finally win one of those close games. I, I look at this season for the Vikings, and you mentioned that Rachel said it yesterday, that they could be 9-0. Like, you might say they should be closer to 9-0 than they are 4-5. and And these games have been inexplicable losses, up multiple points, and then falling behind, and then kickers missing field. That Arizona game, the game against Cincinnati in week one where mm. Dalvin Cook fumbles in, in overtime, and shocking losses. Losses that could set you back for a season. Cowboys, Cooper Rush comes in there. They lead for 59 minutes of this game and lose in the final minute because Cooper Rush has this dramatic drive after winning the entire game. And then Tucker. two weeks ago, gosh, they were up 14 points on the Ravens in Baltimore and still lost. One of those games enough is enough to crush a team's soul. How about four of those losses? And then last week, here we go again. They're playing the Chargers. They're up 10. The Chargers cut it to three, and it's like, oh, gosh, here we go. Mm -hmm. And the Vikings shut the door. Mm -hmm. like when you could shut the door finally Damn. and look at each other and say, wait a second, we put a team away? Yeah. Finish. Yeah. We finished them. We did it.
I think they could do that. I think there's always this haunting feeling with Vikings fans, like when's the other shoe gonna drop? Mm -hmm. There's nothing to lose in this game. Mm -hmm. You're the big underdogs. You're playing against a team that's four games up in the standings. Go beat mm -hmm. the Packers. You've done it before, as Kyle referenced, and Kirk Cousins actually plays really well against Green Bay. I like the Vikings. I think they might pull this one out. You like that? Oh. You like that? You like that? Ooh, I right. love that. Oh, I see what you do. You remember? Uh, do you, I do remember. <laughs> do you know who's second on the Packers in receiving yards? I don't. Aaron Jones. Ooh. I think Jones's absence is going to make things tougher for Green Bay. Don't know if I feel as good as Peter does about the Vikings. That, you're not picking them to, and you're just saying they closed the door. They've been in every game that they've lost. Uh huh. Uh huh. You picking them to win? You don't know yet. It's not. It's Wednesday. It's fine. It's all right. It's okay. Now stay tuned. We've got a huge guest coming in studio. Our first in studio guest in like two years. Well, Nobody's sure. a bigger Packer fan than the guy we have next. Not even her. Nope. Not you. you not headbanging guy. No. Nope. It's Brian. Bumgarner, an Emmy Award winner, Kevin from The Office, joining us. So in all these incredible looking people aren't him. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. This is a very exciting moment at this table for a lot of reasons. We have not, as a show, had a true guest at this table in 20 months. It has been a long, long run. So who do we bring in? An NFL superstar? One of the head coaches? No. Naturally, the man who gave us this book. Welcome to Dunder Mifflin, the ultimate oral history of the office. You know him, you love him, and he loves some NFL football. Our first in-studio guest, Mr. Brian Baumgartner. Yeah! Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, for me. For you. For me. Right, how you feeling? I feel great. Yeah? Yeah, it's great to be back. You haven't had a guest? This is, it's you. It's me. We waited 20 months just for you. Thank you, You're I appreciate here. it. You're um, here. We want to start you out with an easy question. Let's just sum up this whole Packers season so far. Brian, you're a huge <laughs> Packers fan. All kinds of ways to take that um, drama, but winning. They're the front runner right now. How do you feel about Greenback? Uh, I mean, 
if you discount the first game and call it an aberration, which <laughs> mm-hmm. at the moment I, I do, yes. uh, a certain player wasn't playing uh, a, a different week against uh-huh. Kansas City. I think pound for pound they've looked like the best team in the NFL this year. Best team. I, I, I think so. And part of it is you – someone just told me a stat. Like I, I did research. <laughs> uh, the last uh, three times that Green Bay has had a top three – Defense, mm-hmm. they won the Super Bowl. Ooh, okay. Their defense is unbelievable it, right yeah, now. Yes. They really are. Uh-huh. I mean, even holding Kansas City, I know they've had some issues, but holding them to 13 points uh-huh. is – they had a chance to win that game. All these big teams have had that slip-up too, and, and the fact that it happened week one is probably better yeah. yes. than anywhere else. Yes. I mean? I mean, they're playing good. They've got a late bye so they can get healthy and rested before just finishing off the last few games. I mean, I think – I don't think they have to – but yeah, I think if they can get that bye week and have the playoffs go through Lambeau, I, I don't think they're going to lose this year. They got to oh, get man. that playoff to come through Lambeau, That's though, right. Brian. We love having you here at the breakfast table, and I love that you play fantasy football. And how do I know that? Twitter told me. <laughs> According to this tweet, you're in a league uh, with your office co-star Rain Wilson, who you lost a wager to in a back-and-forth battle. You say I've lost to Satan's ballerinas. Satan's ballerinas. And the Bombers dropped to four and four due to a small wager. I am now forced to post the results. Say Rain is great and make a donation uh, to Lyde Haiti. Is that right? Lyde Haiti. Lyde Haiti. Sorry. Yes. Would you please want to? Do you want to say that that quote there? Rain is great. Rain is great. (laughs) Rain is great. However, I will tell you, breaking news here on Good Morning Football. There was a game a couple of days ago between the Seahawks and the Packers, and Rain is very famously from Seattle and a big Seahawks fan. We put the same wager on that game. So let's just say we're even. Okay. Oh. Right. Is anybody right. else in the league from the or in, from the office in that league, or is it just you two? No, so it's an entire office league. What? I think, yes. I didn't do the research on this. I think we're in year okay. 16 wow. or 17. Most of the same. So John Krasinski is in the league, uh, Rain Wilson, myself, a bunch of writers, director, crew members. Yeah, so it's we. It's like super serious. Yeah. It's that. super serious. We zoomed. Krasinski's draft. filming in Czechoslovakia and he's checking his fantasy scores? Yeah, or he auto drafts and is somehow in first place. <laughs> One or the other, I'm not sure. Which cast member has the most titles over the years? We looked this up before. I had somebody, I have been to the finals. Okay. Okay. Top three the most. I've never won. <laughs> Buffalo ah. Bills over okay. I've never, I'm the Buffalo Bills. You're uh-huh. going to come back uh-huh. one day and we're going to do a deep dive into this league. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think you should consider a spinoff, Office Meets the League. Okay. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's the next mm-hmm. series. I don't know. Wow. I'll call NBC right now. Yeah. I sure do. I mean, well, yeah. Do, I'd like to be on it. Speaking of The Office, though, and the book, how was it like going back through the history? I mean, I remember the big differences just between, episode, or sorry, season one and season two and, right. like, the change. But, like, take us all the way through that and, like, what moments really stand out to you? Well, the idea behind the book was truly a question that I had, right? So, like... The Office was the number one scripted show on NBC for most of the time that it was on. Struggled early on. But we weren't like friends. We weren't like, it wasn't like huge. We were just like a hit, kind of culty show. And now it's the most watched show on television. Mm -hmm. Right? Someone just told me, you know, everybody's talking about Squid Game right now, Mm -hmm. Succession right now. More people are watching The Office than they're watching anything else on television now. Mm -hmm. And so my question truly was just why? Like, how did this happen? And so I went back, 44 people I talked to, 
well over 100 hours of interviews uh, to try to go back and tell the story from those early days when we were struggling. Like, what happened? How did the show evolve? How did it change to get to where we are today? It's, it was so much fun for me, so much fun to go back and see the guys who I play in the league, uh, in the league with, and and writers and directors and old crew members to try to unpack that story. Yeah, okay. comedy changes so fast, but like what y'all have, even way back then, it, it really does hold up. Like mm -hmm. it's it's the same, it's the it's the same stuff we laugh at today. Yeah, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I have a I have a theory about that, which is that if you watch a documentary, no one watches documentaries, but if you watch a documentary <laughs> about the '60s, right? You watch the documentary; it's about the '60s. You don't ever say, oh, that's dated, mm -hmm. because it's about the 60s. Sure. Like, that's what it's about. And I think because it was shot in that mock, in that documentary style. It's interesting. The um, mockumentary, like, it almost feels like it's a That it's universal, because this, no, it, it can't be dated, because we're just looking at this period of time and huh. these people. And I think also, you know, it was attempting to be authentically Scranton, tied to a specific place. Mm. So unlike maybe a show like Friends, we weren't looking for the best <laughs> New York hairstyles or right. like wardrobe at the time. So there's not, you know, it's all very just ordinary. Very uh -huh. cool. Uh, Brian, you've been here in New York a few days. I'm always picturing Steve Carell at the Sparrow, like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Right? That, that's New York to me, yeah. the, office, the New yeah. York office. Um, I love the office, but I also love that you now are like the the historian and the archivist of The Office. Your podcast is fantastic. This book is gonna take it to another level. What's the most New York thing that you've experienced in these last few days that you've been here? Oh, well, I guess very, I didn't know that it was famous, but Kettle of Fish. Yeah, great. Kettle of Fish is a little bar. Great bar. Down in the West Village mm -hmm. that is a Packers bar. Oh, nice. I thankfully had someone wait in line. You have to get tickets oh, yeah. early in the morning and come back and they play stuff during commercial breaks. They like the Packers music. Poker music. Work. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh -huh. I know uh -huh. all that stuff. It was that was really. Did you fun. go? I went. Did you have a seat at the bar? Did you like a VIP table? Like how, what happened? I, I ended up with the table. Okay. Yes, I, oh, ended, well up done. I ended up with the table. Yes. <laughs> so we're looking at the book here, and I'm remembering there's a part in the office where Michael is pitching something to the conference room, and Jim just goes. How's this not a pyramid scheme? And then he gets up there with a whiteboard and he draws a pyramid right around it. We're kind of going to do our version of that next, Brian. We're going to do a whiteboard Wednesday. All right, I heard you want in. Yeah, oh, I'm in. You let's want go. In? Let's, let's go. go. Let's, I don't know what we're doing, but let's do let's it. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about Cam Newton. Thoughts? He's returned to the field this weekend. Uh, what a story. He scored two touchdowns, uh, reminding football fans what an impact he can have on a game, the team rallying around him. I want to know, I'm here for this comeback story. Give me another comeback story that you love in NFL history. Let's go Peter. Let's go Nate. Let's go Brian. Let's go Kyle. Okay. What if I told you a player was drafted in the second round, on, great success with the team, was traded away, was then... Cut by that team, then on the scrap heap, and then was picked up late in the season and led them to a Super Bowl victory in a city that hasn't won one since 1960. Nick Foles! Hey! Yeah, story. Welcome to Dunder Mifflin. I'll tell you what, Scranton fans love this guy. Nick they Foles, do. Eagles legend, to come back to the Philadelphia Eagles after being discarded so many times by so many other teams and then winning them their only Super Bowl. That's a comeback story I can rally around. Nick Foles, love you, dude. Love your story as well. There it is. What do you think, Boyer? I've got an unsung and maybe forgotten hero. Okay. okay. Undrafted out of Akron, 2005, by the New York Giants. 2007, in the Super Bowl, 
He plays three plays. One of the plays he was on the field, he was the 12th, 12th man on the field, penalty. They did go on to win the Super Bowl, but he did not feel like he was a part of that. Okay. This gentleman is Chase Blackburn. Talk okay. about it. Talk so about Chase. it. Hold it up. The, cool, the comeback part of this is three years later, he gets released by the Giants. Okay. Not with a the team. They get decimated by injuries in the linebacking core. He gets brought on in week 13, picks off Aaron Rodgers <laughs> in the first game back, then goes on to the Super Bowl where he plays linebacker, ends up intercepting the great Tom Brady. On to, I think it's over. He, he sort of mossed uh, Gronk. So basically, his career was over. He was back home teaching in Akron, mm -hmm. you know, teaching like third graders or something like that, wearing corduroy, and then boom. Comes back, back on the field, Super Bowl. Love it. Unbelievable. All right, Brian. I, I can't believe you guys. The guy who came back to play very effectively after maybe not even surviving and then not being able to walk. Hey, of course it's Alex right. Smith. <laughs> of course it's okay. Alex right, Smith. I thought you were going to say Aaron Rodgers. The greatest, <laughs> oh, from week to week? Yeah. Uh, That's what I yeah, the greatest comeback to me in uh, in NFL history. And uh -huh. it's and not even close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Brian, what's funny is that on his first game back after all that rehab and everything, Aaron Donald jumps on his back, and it was like that was his First welcome play, back. Yeah. I know, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, by the way, a supremely nice guy. Oh, Maybe yeah. one of the nicest guys He's wonderful. Uh, on the planet. I, I love Alex so San much. San Diego I'm guy. So, ha so happy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. High school teammates with Reggie Bush, like a, a legend. Well, I look, we're talking about a legend who went through hell and back to re rehab his leg and come back. I'm just going to go with the guy who was into what he was into. Ricky Williams aside, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm failing a drug test, so I'm going to retire. Sorry, Dave Wanstead. And now we're seeing him with the Ravens. Ricky was good with Baltimore late. Um, he wanted to study alternative and homeopathic medicines, ripping from the headlines this week. But I think Ricky made the comeback. He was still great with Miami. He was great with Baltimore. But I think, Brian, I, I think we have to get do Alex Smith or we can't get through the question. Alex, well, I thought you guys were the experts. You no, need me to come in and no. tell you that? That's pretty good. No. I like the Ricky Williams. <laughs> I know you do. FB was a pioneer of sorts, really. If you think sure. About he was. He really, yes. truly was. Yes. Ahead of his time. Uh, Brian, you played one of, if not the most beloved supporting character in The Office. You played Kevin Malone, of course. The most underappreciated sitcom character of all time is who underappreciated tricks. I find it amazing that I was like a 10-year-old kid and I would watch a show about a bunch of 60-year-old women living in a retirement Let's room. Let's go! Sophia yeah. Petrillo from The Golden Girls. Love I'm it. on Estelle Getty. Most underappreciated. Right. And as everyone knows, star. she was the youngest of the four she women, even though she played the oldest. That's and then would star with Stallone and stop or my mom will shoot. One of the <laughs> what a giant of gun. All time. <laughs> Nate, who you got? Well, I, I got a British actor. Mm -hmm. uh, his name's Joseph Marcel. He is the butler, Jeffrey, on oh, The Fresh Prince. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, come on. Well now, this guy done. was great. He was sort of the Kevin of The Fresh Prince. Well I kind done. of feel. Yeah. See you later. Brian, we're, we're fascinated. Who could you possibly be turning I know underappreciated I had trouble with, but one of, to me, the greatest sitcom characters of all time, not in a leading role, George Costanza. Yeah. Let's go. George Costanza <laughs> from Seinfeld. Yes. Uh, un unbelievable creation, so consistently funny. And there was, to me, almost nothing funnier than to watch him get angry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a very unique species in the sense that my family and I had never seen The Office before uh, lockdown. We watched yes. the entire run of it during quarantine. You are a unique species. I know, yes. but we got it, that's the whole thing. And my favorite character from the show, and I get hammered for saying this, I love Toby. <laughs> I absolutely love Toby. He is so perfect and so loathable. And the mention, the, the moments between he and Michael are so great because Toby is just that HR guy. And I just, I absolutely love it. Your experience <laughs> with the Toby character. Well. 
<laughs> much like George Costanza, I mean, the idea of Michael hating Toby, yeah. I totally agreed. It's just so like good. the funniest <laughs> running bit, and that was improvised. It came off a moment. There was a scene scripted. Paul Lieberstein tells me the story where he had, he was a writer. He had Paul been plays in, Toby. Paul Paul Lieberstein, who plays Toby, he had been writing the night before and had this little line. They, at that point, they were just kind of bringing writers down to kind of fill out the office, and he walked in the room and uh, made a joke mm. at Michael's expense, and Steve just snapped. Like, it was completely improvised, it wasn't, and Paul tells a story as he was there fully not expecting to have to say or do anything else, mm. and he was supposed to come in and sit down in the conference room, and Steve, as Michael just said, get out, mm -hmm. get out, mm -hmm. left, and people laughed, and that was nine years of him being mean to, oh to Paul. God, Literally great. started as an improvised line one morning, mm -hmm. like in the second season. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Underappreciated. Uh, Brian, great. I hear you're going to Scranton? I am going to Scranton, Pennsylvania tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I am so excited to, uh, to be going back. I had an extra day, and we did what we decided we wanted Does to do, know which that is you're drive coming? back. Scranton knows as of last night, I, I made the official announcement. I'm going to be there to make four stops down there. And I love the people down there so, so much. I can't imagine what that's going to look like. That's going to be so cool. That's it's like McCartney going back to Liverpool. <laughs> it is. I mean, come on. <laughs> How cool is that? And yeah. you love them and they love you. I love that. And we yeah. love you. We and do. Love Thank us. you. Thank you for being here, Brian. We'll see you Thank in you December. So, I'm going to see you soon. Yes. Yeah. All right. So they say. Everybody buy the book, early uh, holiday present. Great book. Thank you so much. Dunder Appreciate it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.